0: 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Meaning, he doesn't want us to be ignorant about this, he wants us to learn about the spiritual gifts. Ye know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse. And that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it's the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. In other words, it's for all of us to profit. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. Now notice even there that to one is given one gift, and to another another gift. So one person may not function or flow in all of these, but the body as a whole will function and flow in these. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healings, by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. See I was talking about other people? In other words these gifts are spread out amongst the body of believers. But all these worketh that one and the self same Spirit dividing to every man severally as he wills as who wills as we will as as god wills for as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is christ for by one spirit we are all baptized into one body whether we being jews or gentiles whether we bond or free and have been made to drink of one spirit for the body is not one member but many let's go back in that because where it talks about the gift of healing if you study that out in the Greek it the Greek it's actually plural it's gifts both words are actually plural Greek gifts and healings so in other words right there it's gifts of healings and we'll get that more in detail when we cover that subject we're not really going to cover that subject tonight I'm going to do an overview of everything we're going to cover and then tonight we're going to emphasize the word of knowledge and we'll have about a class per section of these to go over. These gifts can be broken up primarily into three categories and so it would be easy for me to put it this way, three say something, three do something and three reveal something. So we could also put it this way, the three that say something would be gifts of utterance, three do something, those are the gifts of power three reveal something gifts of revelation the gifts of utterance are prophecy diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues and the gifts of power are the gift of faith sometimes we refer to that as special faith because we all have faith and this is talking about a different kind of faith the working of miracles gifts of healings and then three the gifts of revelation are word of wisdom word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Now, sometimes God will put several of these together. For instance, possibly one vision. They may work together sometimes for something to happen. He'll have several of them operating. But we're dividing them up for the purpose of studying them and understanding them better. Now this is important, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 31 says this, but earnestly desire the greater gifts. That's written to the church. That's written to you and to me. We are told, because we know this, the word is inspired by the Holy Spirit, to earnestly desire the greater gifts. That means we need to know what the greater gifts are. Therefore, we're going to dissect this a little bit and see what those are. And we want to desire them not be neutral or passive or whatever or let the person sitting next to you desire them but God's through the word is encouraging us to desire them the Holy Spirit will move in a place where he's invited and he's wanted how many people show up for dinner to your house uninvited not that many people want to be invited they want to be invited in the Holy Spirit wants to be invited in he wants to be wanted and then you can just exercise faith for believing that he's going to operate. Now, we don't tell him how because it's not according to our will, it's according to his will and we don't try to force or manipulate those gifts because we don't want to get into controlling that. We don't want to try to push it and make it happen because then we're moving outside of the area where it's his will. We want to stay where it's his will. But what we can do is earnestly desire it. Now these gifts are listed in the order of importance. Now why are we making note of this? Because he said to earnestly desire the greater gifts. So let's find out what the greater gifts are. Of the three gifts of revelation the word of wisdom is the best. Of the three gifts of power the gift of faith is the best. And of the three gifts of utterance the gift of prophecy is the best gift. Of the three gifts of revelation the word of wisdom is the best. Of the three gifts of the power gifts it's the gift of faith is best. Of the three gifts of utterance the gift of prophecy is the best. So we want to be earnestly desiring the greater gifts. We want all of them but we want the greater gifts also. And now let me define for you the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is the supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit of certain facts in the mind of God about past or present but never future. Now, I am not doing all of these in order. I'm going into the word of knowledge first even though it's not listed first. And the reason why I am is because I think it's going to be easier for you to understand the others if I do this one first the word of knowledge is the supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit of certain facts in the mind of God about past or present but never future and we'll see this in several different places in the scripture now the word of knowledge can be manifested different ways for example through a vision inward revelation tongues and interpretation through a gift of prophecy or an angel may come to deliver a word of knowledge so it can come different ways now also to help you understand this sometimes people think a word of knowledge and they think they have to get this huge thing but not necessarily because a word of knowledge or a word a word is a fragment of a sentence it's a piece a part it's not the whole thing it's not necessarily even a whole sentence but God imparts a word of knowledge to us and he gives us what he wants us to know. Now, because I just happened to be teaching these two classes back to back and I was preparing this, I had never really thought about it, but with do preparing these back to back, I realized well that means that when God showed me that vision of the money bag, that that was a word of knowledge God was showing me something the way that it was he was revealing something to me he was revealing to me the present situation when he showed me the money bag with the house going into it to clog it that was a word of wisdom because he was showing me something about the future that he wanted me to do when that happened I didn't sit there and go oh, I just had a word of wisdom I just had a word of knowledge okay I didn't do that I just thanked God that I got a solution. We could change our financial situation, okay? But for this course, since we're really looking at this and studying it, let's go ahead and look at it and be able to understand some of the ways that God communicates with us. Now, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're going to go specifically into the word of knowledge and open your Bibles to Acts chapter 9. And if you want to write next to them so that you know what these are, you can. I know that... When I one of my teachers was teaching on healing, I really enjoyed writing down in my Bible. He would say, "Now this was a gift of healing. Uh, this was gifts of healing. This was healing by the word of knowledge. This one was a healing by their own faith." And just writing them in, it's just very interesting to see how the Holy Spirit was moving and what was happening. So, Acts chapter nine. Verses 10 to 12. I'm going to read this one, New American Standard. Now, there was a certain disciple, disciple, uh, I think in King James, does it say layman? Anyway, he was a layman. It means he was not an evangelist, he was not a prophet, he was not a missionary, he was not a pastor, he was a member of a congregation, he was a person in the church, meaning these gifts f- can flow through anyone. And so there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias and the Lord said to him in a vision so here we see the word of knowledge operating through a vision okay Ananias and he said behold here my Lord and the Lord said to him arise and go to the street called straight and inquire at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul for behold he is praying and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight now that is a word of knowledge there is no way that he would have known that God spoke something to him and God showed him revealed to him what he was to do he gave him knowledge of what was currently going on not future but currently going on I can give you a current day example of something like this happening there was a church that had a women's group that gathered and in this meeting the women would get together and they would pray for about 10 to 15 minutes. They'd read a couple scriptures, and then they would go out into the community and try to witness and minister as they were led. But the pastor's wife said that they just weren't seeing very much success in this group. So she finally said to the group of ladies, instead of going out the way we usually do, why don't we spend some extra time in prayer? Let's just even take, if it takes us the hour where we usually go out and do this, let's spend the hour praying. And if it takes us longer than an hour, we'll spend longer than an hour. And so the women gathered and they prayed. And as they were praying, they just kept praying in the spirit. When about an hour was up, the pastor's wife actually stopped and said, I think I've got something. And she had a vision. From God, and she saw a fourplex. With this fourplex, she saw the number, and I think the number was 405. She saw it on the front. So she knew the number of this building. She knew that God was revealing to them that He wanted them to go there, but she didn't know where it was. So she kept praying, continuing prayer, and asked the Lord, Well, where is this? And then she saw the name of the street. And she saw herself and the other women go up these stairs and turn to the right that's what she saw, so she shared this with the women, and it was a small community, so she said, okay, well, we know where that is, let's, even though they hadn't been there, let's go ahead and go, so they went ahead and went, found that fourplex, stood in front of it, and just proceeded to act out, do what they had seen in the vision, so the women started up the stairs, and proceeded up, and then knocked on the door, and a voice came to them, and said, come in, and so, you know, very kind of quietly, they kind of, which door open I've Never been there before, you know, open the door and they see a woman laying in the bed. And as soon as the woman lays sight on them and sees them, she starts shouting and praising God loudly. When they finally get her quiet, she says at six o'clock this morning, I was praying and I saw a vision of you and I saw that you came in, you laid hands on me and I was healed. And so, they, 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 uh, they went ahead, they laid hands on her, prayed for her and she was healed. Amen. Now, that's effective, is that effective? So God can take the natural and make it supernatural. He can take our efforts in the natural realm where we're trying to go out and do good works, and he can make good works, better works, when we're led specifically and clearly by him. And that's what these gifts are for. It's for preaching Jesus, glorifying Jesus, and doing the works that Jesus did. But how effective. Well, they weren't getting much results, but now this was an effective result. So this is this is a good gift. Acts chapter 10, we're going to look at verses 9 to 20. Okay, and we're not going to go through all of it, but it talks about Peter going up on the housetop. He goes up to pray. And then in verse 10, he falls into a trance. And he sees the sky opened and he sees an object come down. And then he hears a voice to him says rise Peter kill and eat. And Peter at first says, you know, by no means, Lord. As he keeps going, you know, the Lord works with them and shows them that what's been unholy or unclean no longer consider unholy and unclean. Now, while Peter was thinking about this, um, in verse 17, and then in verse 18, and then 19 and 20, you can see that then he's reflecting on this in verse 19, on this vision that he's had, and the Spirit says to him in verse 19, Behold, three men are looking for you but arise go downstairs and accompany them without misgivings for I have sent them myself and I think King James says without doubting without any doubt go down without yeah doubting nothing I like that even better so without doubting anything go down and go with them what we can see is that here he was in a vision having a vision and then the Lord speaks to him and tells him something that he would not have known and it's something that's currently going on in other words 3 men are there, get up, go with them, don't doubt. That's a word of knowledge. So John chapter 4 verse 18. This is a word of knowledge. And this was by an inward revelation. This is to Jesus. And Jesus gets an inward revelation about this woman, the woman at the well that's going for water. And Jesus talks to her and says, I have water that you know not of. In ministering to her, when he tells her about the water, he tells her something else. And he tells her something about about her that may not have been public knowledge. But he tells her something that that he knew and he says go and call your husband to come here in verse 16 and the woman answered and said I have no husband Jesus said to her you have well said I have no husband for you have had five husbands and the one whom you now have is not your husband this you have truly said so this was a word of knowledge and Jesus used the word of knowledge to lead her to know that she needed a savior he was showing her that she was a sinner and that she needed a savior so he used the word of knowledge to lead her in that direction and we can do that also there was a woman that used to pray for the a big church in San Jose named Jubilee I never met this woman in person but I spoke with her on the phone many times and she was a precious woman and she was an elderly woman and she used to pray and a lot of times she would pray all night long and then she'd be kind of awake some of the time in the daytime but she liked it when it was quiet and she would pray for that church and she was praying for that church to grow and had hooked up with that church when it had just started when it was little it was a baby church and she was one of the main prayers for that church and even the pastor had said to somebody else that when they saw this woman come in and she'd come in she'd kind of waddle in and have a seat down on the front row that things in the service would change. for in a positive way because she was such a person of prayer that she would just stay praying and really knew how to pray effectively she was really a blessing to those ministers because of her ability to pray but there were times where this woman lived by faith she didn't work and there were times where people would just know by a word of knowledge that she needed food and they would go deliver groceries and leave them on her doorstep just a knowing, just being an answer to God for somebody's need and being able to supply that. And I know that I heard of a situation and knew of a situation when we were in Oklahoma where there was another student and somebody was led to go buy them bags and bags of frozen food, frozen dinners. Now that's not a real exciting meal usually wasn't like fresh fruit and vegetables and a pot roast and something exciting but they were just very clearly led when they were in the grocery store that it was supposed to be frozen food. It was a word of knowledge on the inside these frozen TV dinners basically and they went in and they took them and they delivered them to this house. And it didn't happen right at that time but immediately following that so this person got very sick and couldn't leave their apartment and didn't even have the strength to cook. So what was sustaining them was just throwing in these frozen meals in the microwave and then they were just flopping back on their bed just a knowing on the inside not knowing why but being willing to obey See, and a lot of times sometimes people are embarrassed to do things you've even heard Pastor Brad talk about you know God told him you know he had a 20 in his wallet but God told him give the 10 and, and you are think well I really want to bless him I want to give him the 20 but see it's good to be the servant that hears from God so that people know God hears their specific prayer. God knows their specific need. So we do exactly what God says, when He says, and how He says, so that God gets the glory. Because God's the one that knows, and God's the one that communicates the information. Uh, there was another uh, story about uh, a full gospel businessman that was the president of the local chapter. Full gospel at that time meant full gospel, but a lot of. The denominational churches weren't necessarily moving the way some of the full gospel men were with the baptism in the Holy Spirit and and all of these things. But this gentleman actually was driving in his car one day and he passed a large Roman Catholic church yet then he had something on the inside that just seemed to tell him to stop and so he stopped and he pulled into the parking lot and as he prayed he had an impression and just like he uh, knowing like he would heard a voice that the priest would be in there praying and wanted the baptism of the Holy Spirit and that he was to go lay hands on him and the priest would be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now that is pretty incredible because that takes a lot of guts and a lot of boldness and first he needed to know that he heard from God so he used wisdom in this he didn't just go barging in he exercised a lot of wisdom he went in to kind of walk it out well let's walk this out let's go in let's see where the priest is so he went in to see where the priest was and the priest was in his office and they introduced each other and the priest ended up on his knees praying and this gentleman was able to lay hands on him and he was baptized in the Holy Spirit that was a word of knowledge something that he didn't know something that was going on currently that this man wanted and he was able to be used by God in doing that very clear leading isn't it very effective so what the priest shared with him later is that 10 minutes earlier he'd been realizing he'd been reading through some books and he realized what he needed was the baptism of the Holy Spirit but he didn't know anybody in their community and prayed that God would send somebody so within basically 10 minutes he got an answer well God is good to answer our prayers and it's good to be used by God and it's good when God can do some of these supernatural things so that we can be more effective in serving him so that he's glorified. All right, let's move a little bit to the Old Testament. And we're, we'll go through a few of these, look up a few of these. The word of knowledge in the Old Testament can be used lots of different ways. And the first one we're going to look at is the word of knowledge was used to enlighten a discouraged servant. And you can turn to 1 Kings 19, verses 2 to 4. And we can see that this is about Elijah, and Elijah was discouraged. And he's thinking that nobody's serving God anymore, and they've all bowed the knee to the false God, and he's just really kind of down and out. He's so down and out that he's asking God that he might die. That's pretty discouraged, wouldn't you say? <laughs> That's pretty discouraged. And so the Lord uses the word of knowledge to cheer him up. And in verse 18, it says, Yet I, speaking of God, have left me 7000 in Israel all the knees which have not bowed to Baal and every mouth which hath not kissed him what God was doing was giving him a word of knowledge to encourage him and basically say no you are not the only one left that serving me or loves me or believes in me there are still actually 7,000 so God was trying to cheer him up. You know sometimes people can get into a little bit of self-pity, you know oh woe is me and there's nobody else and I'm all alone and God's saying no, no you are actually not all alone, there are 7,000 others that are like you. So God was cheering him up with a word of knowledge. Now the word of knowledge we can also see it used in a different way and in 2nd Kings chapter 5 verses 25 and 26, this is the story the account about where Naaman was healed of leprosy and he wanted to give gifts to Elijah but Elijah said no and you know with you those of you that are going out into the ministry if you ever pray for somebody and they get healed and they want to hand you money it would be best to say no thank you because we are not to receive money for something that God does you know you can tell them go go do good to somebody else go bless somebody else go give it to your local church but don't take money for something that God does okay yes it it may be your time but God's the healer so be very careful about receiving gifts or monetary gifts for something that God does you don't want to take credit for what God does so in this case Elijah says no but Gehazi who was with him he was actually a thief and a liar he went back to Naaman and reported Oh, you know, basically we've changed our mind. We actually want the stuff. We want the gifts. Bring it all on and received gifts. Now, here's the good thing about God is that God knew that Elisha was doing right and Gehazi was not doing right and God told off on him. Now if the word of knowledge could work at all times and we know that he that um, Elisha was a prophet. If the word of knowledge was worth working at all times then Gehazi would not have been dumb enough to have gone and done that because he would have known automatically that the prophet would have known. Mm -hmm. So see obviously we see here that the gifts flow as God wills meaning Gehazi must have thought that he could get away with it or he wouldn't have done it, he wouldn't have risked it. So we are not all knowing, even prophets are not all knowing the gifts flow as the Holy Spirit wills. Well in this case the Holy Spirit willed and he flowed and he spoke. And he gave Elisha a word of knowledge and revealed to him what had happened. He had a supernatural revelation. God exposed Gehazi is what he had done. Yeah, 2 Kings 5 verses 25 and 26. So God was exposing that. Also, we can see the word of knowledge in the Old Testament uh, to warn a king of the enemy's plan. But at 2 Kings 6 verses 9 to 12, and that story is about Elisha and the king of Israel and the Syrians. And because the prophet was in the camp and God kept giving the prophet a word of knowledge, he would know when the enemy was trying to attack and it, attacks were not successful. We can also see a word of knowledge used to help recover lost property. Is that a good thing? Yeah. Yes, that is a very good thing. Let's look at that one. That's 1 Samuel chapter 9. We can start around verse it's somewhere between verses three to twenty. They called them asses back then, but I think it, I think we could say donkeys. So some of the donkeys were lost, and they went to go look for the donkeys. Samuel says to Saul that he's a seer, and that he would tell him all that he needed to tell them, and did go ahead and tell them about the donkeys, where they were lost. There's a also word of knowledge is used to discover uh, somebody hiding. When Saul hid himself in First Samuel 10 verses 21 to 23, he decided to hide himself. And again, this is finding something lost, right? He decided to hide himself. And they were going to go about looking for him, but instead of looking for him, in First Samuel 10: 21 to 23, they decided, well, wait a second. instead of running off trying to find him and spending all of our time that way, let's just inquire of the Lord. And ask him where he is, because isn't that the quickest way? Somebody's being real smart right here, and they're thinking, let's just go to God. God knows exactly where he is, and then God reveals where he's hiding. Word of knowledge, God reveals right where he is. Now, in conclusion, on the word of knowledge, the word of knowledge can be used to reveal sickness, demon possession. It can discourage. It can take the discouraged, and it can comfort them help us to find lost property defeat enemies and it definitely glorifies Jesus it can be used to point people to the Savior as we read about what Jesus did with the woman at the well there are things that the word of knowledge can do that can just shorten the time it would take us to do in the natural it can make us more effective like the woman that was praying with the other ladies and they wanted to go out and witness and be effective and then go after it, and then you're much more effective. Get God's plan, Use, take advantage of God's great wisdom, get it from him, you know, get the words from him, get the plan from him, and then go after it. So this gives you an idea of the word of knowledge and what we're going to be covering in this class, what we're going to go through, and we'll keep going from there, and we'll go into the other gifts after this.